came across this movement, I'll call it, um, for want of a better word. Um, hashtag social selling went absolutely crazy on Twitter at that time, a good few years ago now, and uh, I got swept up in it. It was new, it was shiny, not everybody knew about it. It was kind of selling uh, Excel before Excel existed, basically. It was, wow, yeah. look at this crazy novel thing that's insanely useful. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales, marketing, and business. Join Bryn Tillman and me, Bob Woods, as we each bring you the best tips and strategies our guests are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Making Sales Social. I'm so excited about my guest today, Ali Whitfield, who is the marketing lead at VanillaSoft and AutoClose, which is pretty cool. Um, and he's here to share today his brilliance around running a successful webinar from conception to execution. Welcome, Ollie, to Making Sales Social. Pleasure to be here. And uh, it's been quite a while. I think I've known you for five years, something like that. So to, to be here talking to you, Brent, is, uh, is always good fun. Yeah, and we overlap on so many things. We've done some summits together. I think we've done other podcasts. I might have been a guest a while ago, but I know like we just kind of run in the same circle. So I'm so excited to have you today as our guest. So um, just introduce yourself a little bit and talk about what being a marketing lead means. Yeah, it means a lot of different things. Uh, I come up with campaigns all the time. It's well, you know, it's coming up to year end. So what do our customers think about year end? That's a good question. Maybe we should come up with something about that. Maybe that's a, an ad that we should run. Maybe that's a particular webinar, maybe a series of podcasts or a bunch of things like that, where uh, I always go for the groundswell approach. It's not just one thing out there that does one thing. We try and put several things together and um, make make a more of a splash of everything at all oh, at I once. love that. I love that. And that's great when you're um, getting the, the webinar out there. So before we jump into all that great stuff, we ask all of our guests, what does making sales social mean to you? It means quite a lot, uh, more than you might know, actually. It's probably one of the bigger things in my career to have learned. Um, so I was a marketer not doing that well. Um, I was a little bit stuck. And I came across this movement, I'll call it, um, for want of a better word. Um, hashtag social selling went absolutely crazy on Twitter at that time, a good few years ago now. And uh, I got swept up in it. It was new. It was shiny. Not everybody knew about it. It was kind of selling uh excel before excel existed basically it was wow yeah. look at this crazy novel thing that's insanely useful um so i got kind of swept up in that and then i ended up being um through through agency and contracts a inbound only uh, sorry a social media only sdr for uh, for an enterprise company which um if i didn't already know how to do it refined my skills significantly so i still carry a lot of that practice with me today even though it's changed a great deal it um it does mean I carry a lot of what I learned in that phase with me all the time. I love that. Well, um, we're thrilled to have you as part of the community. So, uh, and and it is a wonderful community. I love the social selling community. I think high tide rises all boats and we all really support each other. And I think it's awesome. Um, so talk to me a little bit about how you got into webinars. Why? Um, webinars as a marketing lead is one of your go-to sources. It was the thing before COVID, believe it or not. 
everybody kind of <laughs> discovered them or lent on them much heavier. I think um, obviously lack of events. So that was a big crutch. Um, and now I think it stayed as part of everybody's habitual, what do we do in monthly or quarterly increments? So um, I've been doing them for five plus years. I've probably done 500 to a thousand of them by uh, by proxy. There was one a month per client when I was a agency client project manager. So if you have five clients and you do a year, that's a lot of webinars. So I, um, I've grown sick of them when they're done the same through overexposure. So this is, the general state of players, they're okay most of the time. They're good sometimes, and they're really good rarely. Sometimes they're pretty bad. So that's kind of the lay of land. But I'm I'm seeing it much more, even the okay ones, I'm saying, no, I'm bored of this. I've seen it too much. So um, very important, excellent lead gen, excellent thought leadership, so much content you can repurpose. And uh, obviously, as a social seller, if you're going on one, it's um it's the prestige, it's the branding, it's the reclipping and resharing of different things. It's more content for you. It's um a whole bunch of things for the salesperson and for the marketer. Okay, that's that's um yeah, that's awesome. So let's so now you've decided, you know, webinars, this is a great way to attract opportunities, to attract prospects. Uh, I, I'm guessing part of this is also um, not just to attract prospects, but uh, get them to understand your value proposition potentially, right? And get them excited to work with you. So let's talk about like in the very beginning. Now, let's just use a client. Use me as an example. So I say to you, Ollie, I'm going to hire you. I want to do webinars. I have no idea where to begin. What would you say? I'd say, hi, me. Um, of course, <laughs> I would say, uh, what? so what do you want to do? What's the point of this and what is the outcome that we'd like? Uh, of course, that's, that could be very, very different. If you're a huge global company, it might just be simply awareness and you just have a big name speaker and we want to be in front of their followers. That might be all that they'd like to do. It might not be. Uh, maybe for you, it's uh, I want some lead flow going into the end of year. So we'll try and get as many uh, ICP fit leads as possible. And then it's how do we do that? So multiple ways you can go. I'll try to not say that it depends because that's what everybody says. No, I love that it depends in this case. So it's like the first thing you do is what result do you want to get from the webinars? I think that's a perfect first question. So depends matters, actually. It so, does, okay, but everyone twice. leans on it. So there we yeah. go. Yeah. So let's say I want to get in front of sales leaders that have large teams. Okay, so you want, you want more leads. So more leads from, but not from the salespeople, let's say from the sales leaders. Okay. So the next thing is all about how do you target them? Because sometimes with um, particularly, let's say a podcast, you're sort of banking and you know, you're going to get people who want to learn. And predominantly that'll be people who are lower end of their career because they're learning more and quicker. People who are super senior in their career, they learn less as they go on. That's just how it goes. So you're going to try and work out how do I attract the senior person? What do they care about? Obviously, this is good ICP research. You're saying they care about their team quota fulfillment. They care about the revenue numbers and so on. So we try and reverse engineer what they're going to get upset about by end of year or what might be aspirational for the start of new year, because there's always two sides of the coin. Oh. You have good and the bad. Um, and then we're going to work out who could probably speak with us about that, who's credible and what can we ask them. Um, so from that case, I would go for somebody who's sort of in that in that type of role, but maybe more visible, for example. So if I was to ask um, 
if I was to do a webinar about social selling, I want to get people like you. You're a more visible person like that. So I would ask you to be a good speaker. There's the translation. So go for a well-known person within that area, roughly. Yeah. And um, and then you're going to break it out by what they've seen and what they think. Try and find some controversial stuff there. And that'll be kind of the basis of how do we market this? It's not just Bryn says do LinkedIn because we, we kind of know we should do LinkedIn at this point. It's Bryn says you should do LinkedIn messaging this way. And then I say why? And then I click and I register. Okay. So so titling it is really important. The Less, title well, well angling and titling. So the angle is the second thing throughout your, I call it storyboarding. It's kind of what do we do throughout the hour or so that it may take. But the title kind of reflects, as you said, um, you can't just have a title of uh, the importance of doing LinkedIn because we know it's important. I don't really know what I'm going to get from that. Don't waste my time. Yeah, but if it's four things I can do, three how-tos, two templates, um, five go-to messages or whatever it is, a number, that normally helps you. Oh, I love that. I've never looked at doing a webinar in that kind of formulaic way. I think that's awesome. Um, I have a, so I have a personal, if I, uh, if I get on, I have a seven minute mark. If I get on a webinar and I haven't learned something in seven minutes, I leave. No matter how excited I am about the topic, because I recognize it's a sales pitch, I'm not going to learn anything. What are your feelings about like all of this upfront story and why I'm where I am today before they get it to the meat? What are your thoughts around that? I don't do any of that. I save that for the end if you really want to for a couple of reasons. Now, the, the salesperson in the room probably isn't exposed to this. Um, but either marketer am. So what we're doing with a lot of our webinars is we're saying this would be excellent YouTube ads content because YouTube ads is a very, 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 very good way of getting lots of eyeballs, lots of impressions on your content. It's super duper cheap, like crazy cheap. So we say, well, we're doing a webinar. That's a lot of video time. Why don't we use it? So instead of saying, um, hi and welcome to the show i'm so excited to bring on bryn because bryn is an expert in this and she's written that and she's appeared in this and she's a top voice that's a lot of speaking time before they're learning anything right. just like you said that's not good if it's a youtube ad and it's not good if you want to retain attention just like you said if it's a few minutes in and you've not really learned anything uh my attention is kind of waning and i'm i'm not that interested so my style knowing that the first bit is going to be a clickbait for the for the YouTube ad. Think of when you go to watch a video and you have six seconds and you can't skip yet. Think of that. So when I start, I go, I, I sort of have to pre-plan this, but I say something like, cold calling is dead and this is why. And then I pause for a second. I'm taken to about six seconds or so and then I can continue explaining why that's a statement that's maybe true or maybe not true. Instantly, you kind of got your attention going, that type of thing, but I'm doing that for two reasons the ad and the attention so then i kind of set the groundwork very quickly as best i can i say cold calling isn't working and here is why and then i expand upon that point for maybe 20 30 seconds and today i've got my guest bryn with me to explain how we're going to address this and then we just very quickly do the hi bryn so welcome to the stage how are you let's get into it point one what's on my slide deck oh i love that and then at the end you'll do the tutelage 
potentially. Yeah, the whole. Okay, so thanks so much, Bryn. I really appreciate your time here. If, if you, the listener, managed to stay this long, I salute you. Thank you for your attention span. You've got much longer attention than I have. However, I must encourage you. You've got to go and follow Bryn. Bryn, where can they follow you? And what can they read of yours? And where can they listen to your podcast? All that stuff. That's great. I love that. Okay, so let's say, so I, so we get through, we give them great education. What if we have a call to action more than maybe this was a webinar that we want to drive traffic to uh, you know, a, 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 a mini course or like a, a paid now call to action? What's your advice around that? So I like to... Looking to up your LinkedIn game? The Social Sales Link team has you covered with our LinkedIn Sales Accelerator, a guided social selling program that includes training, coaching, and so much more. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash in for more details. Again, that's socialsaleslink.com slash in. Always call it out before the end. So there's no point in sending them something in an email after because you're going to get the open rate percentage of the pool of people who even see it. Tell them beforehand, and then you know whoever watched it or live or on the replay, they heard you say it. And at least, I can't really say because it's not possible to, but incrementally, my awareness of Bryn has a course equals when I receive the email from you, I think, course, not just what's okay. Bryn saying. So that that increases the open rate, and you can send a bunch of times or... um. Well, let's say if it's on Zoom, you could always put it in the chat before you leave. You could tell them the link, all that kind of stuff, but never leave without sharing something and tell them you're going to do it. And then you've got a much better chance where, oh yeah, I remember she said that she was going to do that. Here it is. Oh, I love that. And it's authentic. I think that's great. Um, I have my typical, I don't know if you know who Phil M. Jones is, but he has a book that's called Exactly What to Say. And there's a page out of that that I use in every single one of my webinars at the end, which is, you know, here are your takeaways. These are your, this is your homework this is what you're going to do or whatever that is. And now one of three things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to go back to your desk and do things like you've always done before, never implement, but say, Hey, that was a fun hour. Number two, you're going to do this on your own. You got enough information and you're ready to go. Or number three, you're like, I really want to do this, but I need a little bit more help. If that's you, stick around. How do you feel about having that kind of transition? So I'm, we're done education, but now you're sticking around. I got permission to sell to you. Interesting. So do you mean just at the end of the show? It's been maybe 59 yeah. minutes. And if you decide to stick around, then fair game. Is that kind of the question? Yeah. Why not? I think you've got to calendar book it because most people will run into their next meeting and you'll get a small oh, amount of people who add 10 it. minutes early even. They they're fine with that. Clever. I like it. Um, I think it can't be too hard to sell, but of course, you know, it's on your property and we're a business. So I'm with that. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it also tweaks the follow-up content that you send though. So then you wouldn't want to send the x guide if you've already kind of explained the whole value prop because that leads into the value prop you kind of want to think of well maybe it's a case study instead or maybe it's a video testimony or something else that you want to send in your follow-up to to complement that rather than just to stick selling on the end of it i love that i love that um okay so now we've got this webinar down how did we get people there 
What did you do from people, a marketing yeah. perspective to fill the seats? So I actually have a question for you. This has okay. been a little bit of a point of uh, of pain and anger for me. So a while ago, um, uh, having a really good guest or guests, as I prefer, is a really, really good way of attra- attracting people, especially if they have differing points of view. You can have you for LinkedIn. I could have someone on cold calling and someone on email. That's a great yeah. webinar, three different points of view, three guests. Um, to post on LinkedIn was pr- pretty much the done thing. Everybody sends their uh, their opted in email list some emails. That's obviously on a marketing team's job to do that. But the LinkedIn post has um, it's now doing a lot less than it would. Yeah. So I'm running into a bit of a bother there. So I'd like to ask you, how can I yeah. post about this thing and get, you know, how you used to do the whole. Yeah. So I'm I doing this, this at this date. Link in the comments, and that works significantly less than it did. So what what could yeah. I do? Create an event. So you create an event and each person can invite up to a thousand people a month. And it's really simple to do. There are some, not great, but there are some filters. So maybe I want to, you know, find someone in specific industries. And then that'll give me a list of all my first degree connections in those industries. And in under five minutes, you can invite a thousand people. Okay. So I have, I have, a, I have a pushback question and an okay. interest question. So my pushback one is, okay, cool. Let's say you spin up an event and I invite all of my connections. The thing that happens on the marketer's level is they may say, yes, I'm going to come. It's like your birthday on Facebook. You might have a party on Facebook. You click, yes, I'm going. And then you, you show up to the bar and you've got no one there. They haven't actually done it. There's the link, but they have to then still go and do it. So how much have you seen, if you, if you have any stats at all, we may not, but how much has that sort of crossover happened? Yeah, so about 20% show. Um, it's not an exact stat, but that's like our estimate on all the ones that we do. And we do them every week. So about 20% show. And then um, what we do is, so if you are if you say I'm attending, you can message everyone even afterwards. But I may go in and, and I don't have to, me- I don't have to be the messenger. I can have someone on my team say they're attending and reach out on behalf of Bryn. Um, you know, we're excited that you're interested. Here's the actual link for registration. So they could do that beforehand and message everyone that says they're attending. Right. And then afterwards, depending on how much backend help you have, they reach back out to the people that didn't attend or to everyone and say, and maybe in the verbiage, it'll say, if you click attend, we'll send you the replay. Now, if it's a live, the replay is actually in the stream. But if it's a Zoom webinar where they had to register, I would keep that registration window open in the Zoom that they have to register. But you can go back and give everyone the replay link. Okay, I like it. I tried that for a virtual conference I did, and we had... um a fairly low show rate though we hadn't done it before we weren't really sure what to expect um and of course the the well the number of people you invite looks really big the number of people who fill out the form on the downside of that is much smaller so you think big drop off it's just the the process of doing that but i don't think we had the uh, the follow up and the bit in the middle which you just described that's so that that's probably the missing piece yeah so and as they attend the problem is sometimes the order changes and so you can't go back to where you were. It's a little annoying, but this is a great and totally um, white hat 
methodology to have one of your assistants do it out of their own LinkedIn. Just make sure their LinkedIn is connected to your company page and it looks all legit. And just say, you know, on behalf of Ollie or whomever your client is, we're, we're glad you're interested in attending to officially register. Here's the link. And so, you know, maybe you'll get 20 or 30% of those folks to register and then maybe half of them will show. But we'll go back to everyone in the list to send the link to the replay. Gotcha. Okay. And then obviously as a social seller, you're saying, ah, target account person here, they registered. Maybe I'll send them a different follow-up to the rest. This person hasn't read the message. Maybe I'll call them and say something different, that type of stuff too. Right. You know, I'm so glad you were so interested. I'm sure something came up, um, but I wanted to reach out and share some of the insights directly with you that can help you and your team do X, right? And now they're like, really? Wow. So, you know, you go, you know, I'm happy to spend about 15 minutes with you and really share the nuggets that'll really help you go from here to here or whatever that is. Yeah, absolutely. You have, in my mind, a qualified list of people interested in your program and you can vet them. You don't have to do with all of them. Pick the eight or 10 that are really good um, folks that you want to meet. Now, remember, if you have a panel of people, part of it is, you know, I'm, ha I'm happy to spotlight you. I'm you know inviting our folks. It'll be on a podcast. The only thing we ask is that you do these three things. You put it in your newsletter or an email, you share it on LinkedIn and you pick a thousand people to invite from the event and, and have a little video to teach them how to do it. Yeah. That's really big. The, uh, the skin in the game it's okay. You can come on, but we need you to do this to make sure that it's a fair trade-off as well. There's a, there's a thing for, if you're very new to this and you have no audience, you're kind of taking their time and their profile. And that's the give get when you're a bigger company, when you already have some of that stuff, it's a bit more about their promotional effort as well as their time and them being on it. I think it's, I hate, I think it's always about their promotional effort. I, you know, no matter what size you are, we want to grow our audience, right? That's, that's the bottom line. And we're bringing on experts that attract the right audience if we're doing this right. So, yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with that. And I think we need to make it easy for them to do. We need to teach them how to do it. We need their commitment. And, you know, this can be framed in a way that's beneficial to them. You know, we are going to be sending it to our people. When other people on the podcast get new listeners, they're going to listen to you. So we are all committed to helping each other get more exposure, you know, and so that commitment that they're putting in, they're going to get back tenfold, even a hundredfold if you have that many podcasts. Can I give you a little pro tip for that? Yeah. Okay. You, you seem so excited by that. I hope this lives up to your expectation now I've said that. So I've seen, um, I've seen many times when you become a speaker at a virtual conference, something like that, you nearly always get, here's your promo pack. They nearly always call it. It's a Google yeah. Drive folder, but promo pack. It's got your image. It's got a social media post. It's got a very canned email. Five copy. Exactly. It's got all of that stuff and it looks very similar to everybody else's, but it's there to help you start off with. If you give them that, I would say 95% chance they don't use it. 
but they do something 50% more likely than they were before. So if you don't send them that, obviously they can't use it because it doesn't exist, but you've got a much lesser chance that somebody shares and does that email and does other things. Unless you know them quite well and you've got in with their team and it's a good trusting relationship, that's that's different. But if you put the pack together, don't be offended that it doesn't get used. I have done that many times. I'm like, God damn it. I spent all that time making this damn email and it's this social media post and I put hashtags in it and they didn't use it, but they posted. That's the point. It got done. So yeah, you you have to not look at, oh, but they didn't use my copy. It's okay. I agree. I agree. Um, But, uh, you know, we get about 20 or 30% of the folks that do, but you're right. What the ones that do say, copy my assistant, send it to my assistant. Right. So maybe the next tip is who's in charge of your posting? Should we include them in the swipe copy? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Because I wouldn't do it, but Kath does. If Kath is on the email, it gets done. And nearly every time that I've ever dealt with a, let's say, a, a trainer consultant type of company, they're not someone who works out big in a company. They have a team who does that stuff for them because it's part of their marketing blend. So yeah, it's the, I'm a trainer. I don't post on LinkedIn every day. I forget, I get into calls and stuff. So yeah, it's somebody else much more often than you would think. That's awesome. Well, I can't believe how fast time is going, Ollie. What is one last tip you might give the audience? One last tip I give the audience. Wow, Uh, on the spot for that one. Um, Oh my goodness, Bryn. Uh, About social selling, about webinars, help me out. But mostly webinars, I think. Okay. That's why they um, showed up to this one. Come up with more than two guests is my thing. Um, you can have one. It's perfectly good. If you have two or three, you're going to get a, a range of opinions and you're going to get a more breadth uh, spread out of content. So you're going to have a, there's more chance to learn something if you have a range rather than just one perspective. So I'm going to ask one additional question on that. So do you treat it like a panel without a deck or do you give them each 10 minutes? I give them 15 minutes. I leave them in the green room each so that I get depth of conversation on one topic and then the same again and the same again. I also get, if you're not watching the screen, you're just listening, you hear a different voice every 10 minutes and that's your attention span being fired back up again. Ah, brilliant. Well, Ali, this is awesome. I had some great takeaways that I'm excited to start to implement inside my webinars. How can people find you and how do they hire you? I do this stuff uh, all through LinkedIn. So if uh, you liked anything I said or you have a question at all, I'm more than happy to help. So drop me a message and um, and I'll see how I can help you out. Wonderful. Thanks for being here. And for all the listeners, when you're out and about, don't forget to make your sales social. Don't miss an episode. Visit socialsaleslink.com slash podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. Register for free resources at linkedinlibrary.com. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.